section twenty one of travels to oaxaca by nicholas joseph thierry de menonville an anonymous translation from the french this librivox recording is in the public domain twenty eighth july we had some wind again at night and the horizon was so much overclouded that we apprehended a terrible storm the wind we had however was adverse and all night long we had our head to the south in the morning we made a tack north-north-east and were stopped by a calm ever since eight o'clock i had observed in the north-north-east division of the sky a cloud shaped like a horse's tail spreading in the direction from north-north-east to south-south-west and which appeared to be the precursor of calms in the same manner as the procellaria in my opinion truly indicates wind twenty ninth july by midnight the calm ceased and we made about five leagues in nine hours from nine to eleven again calm then wind till one when my horsetail cloud appeared anew we sounded but found no bottom the pilot who fancied himself upon the florida soundings was thus in error and i the more vexed on reflecting that although but sixty leagues from the havana we had scarcely effected half our voyage what tiresome navigation thirtieth july at four in the evening of the twenty ninth a wind sprang up which from its direction we recognized for a brisk and regular gale this continued till the morning of the thirtieth when the wind from the land succeeded by observation we had now passed the florida soundings and all the night long were on the lookout to avoid las tortugas an assemblage of four or five small islands on the border of the soundings of the peninsula of florida all this day the sky was overcast and we had several showers of rain on visiting my nopals i found three leaves dead i cleaned all the others and dusted them to remove the white powder with which they had become covered i likewise exterminated all the sylvester cochineals which had intermingled with the fine and which had smothered a considerable number finding myself overstocked with those cacti of vera cruz frightfully armed with thorns i threw thirteen of them into the sea after which i dried the sylvester cochineals i had collected in order to send them to my father and to messrs rostigan and Jesus. while thus cleansing my chests or rather my gardens i discovered three chacherlas and a scalopendra morsitans centipede fortunately these insects are no devourers of cochineal or otherwise adieu to my treasures the employ i took was for some time an amusement to me though fatiguing thirty first july after luffing up the whole night long to avoid the shore at daybreak we discovered the coast of cuba and had advanced twenty leagues into the channel the next day we should distinguish the havana and two days after be out of the bahama channel a prospect which assured us of a prompt return in the meantime our crew insisted on entering the havana but the captain and myself could not consent to this without running the greatest risk not only of our liberty but even of our lives we therefore determined on forcing obedience 
and in case of any obstinate persistence on the part of the ship's company to put the most mutinous to death at a preconcerted signal however violent such measures may appear it must be considered that it could be of no consequence to our crew what port they made whereas it was important for us to avoid the havana carried forward by the wind and current by noon we were opposite bahia onda deep bay for two days we had had the most charming weather possible for our voyage but we had still four hundred leagues to sail and had not yet attained the end of our toils in fact the wind increased and we had a terrible night from the heavy shocks our small vessel received i was fearful she would founder we lowered the sweeps of the foresail and reefed the mainsail spite of which the vessel rolled so dreadfully that we were constrained to sleep on the floor an inconvenience thanks to my apprenticeship to travels which was to me no great hardship first august this morning spite of contrary winds the currents having impelled us all night long we distinguished the table-land of mariana and at four in the evening a fresh tack had carried us under the guns of the moro castle from a distance i distinguished the country-house of senor uet the neighborhood and the fort del principe the works of which he had shown me the day was fine but a violent wind from the north-northeast occasioned us at six in the evening to reef again our sails which we had spread to the gale an unlucky maneuver was near being fatal to us all was noise and the men running about with precipitancy increased the evident alarm and as for myself i experienced the greater dread from the consideration of my being so rich so truly rich possessing what i had so much coveted i had no such fears on my voyage to mexico second august the wind keeping at northeast all the night through we had made but little way by nine in the morning this morning the first time i had ever seen a storm in the morning in america i was witness to one most violent the whole of the day and all the succeeding night was a period of toil and fatigue owing to our perpetual tax at three o'clock we distinguished the pine tree of matanza the sea ran dreadfully high and we were the more loath to enter the mouth of the bahama channel from our sails and rigging being in the worst possible condition here was a fresh evidence of spanish idleness during the frequent calms we had experienced nothing would have been more easy than to have tightened the shrouds and for want of this precaution which i so strongly but ineffectually recommended we were obliged to lay to and lose much time third august after numerous tacks this day the sea constantly rough we were fain at night to take shelter in the bay of matanza this bay is nearly a league over at its mouth by a depth of two three rivers or rather rivulets empty themselves into it towards evening we anchored about half cable length from the shore the fort a square building flanked by four bastions is about sixty yards long the curtain which fronts the sea is defended by a crown work which seemed in excellent condition 
i entered it as a conqueror and found no sentinels either at the barrier of the covered way or at the gates so that without interruption i marched to the parade where i found six soldiers playing at cards these without leaving their game or asking me any questions suffered me as quietly to depart as i had entered however well fortified this castle it seems to me of no other utility than to prevent a landing and hinder merchant ships or privateers from taking in water for it could not certainly withstand the fire of a sixty-four gun ship matanza the place of slaughter which lies at the bottom of the bay is an ill-built spot in a low marshy moist and unhealthy position it has no trade nor any cultivation about it the people who inhabit it present the most disgusting spectacle and render it the scene of the most abominable filth and frightful misery they are covered with crabs of a monstrous size which prey on them and which in turn serve them for food the village stands at the union of two small streams which serve to float down timber for the havana from the interior of the country a wretched redoubt of stone denominated a castle stands in front of the village and defends the bottom of the bay we put into this miserable place merely for the purpose of tightening our shrouds and taking in water but the desertion of a sailor and the drunkenness of the pilot delayed us two days fifth august this day i bought at matanza six cardinals two ciris two larks and eight other very pretty birds of the names of which i am ignorant i brought thence likewise a number of leaves of a cactus called in our colonies la raquette espagnole and the value of which i intended to prove by my cochineals again had i the misfortune to see three leaves of my nopals rot what losses what regret at not having reached santa domingo sixth and seventh august at length we weighed anchor and left the bay on the seventh we were twenty leagues from matanza our wretch of a pilot again steered a wrong course owing to which we did not reach los martires before night which we ought to have made in the morning in order to reach the mouth of the bahama channel eighth august in consequence of the error of the pilot we were obliged to luff up all night in a dreadful sea and it was not till the morning of the eighth at five o'clock we took a direct course northeast with a wind from the southeast the currents had carried us on so far that by noon we were in latitude twenty six degrees six minutes thus notwithstanding the wind in course of the night we had advanced forty-two leagues the sea ran high the whole day but it became calmer in the evening we had three separate showers this day we caught a booby the plumage of which was brown without any spots its beak blue its eyes fiery and capable of direction with ease towards the beak which renders it of frightful aspect its legs and feet of a chamois colour after examination i gave it liberty ninth august 
had the wind been favorable we might this day have got out of the channel but blowing from the northeast we were obliged to luff up through the night steering on a northwest and southeast course for fear of running on the shoals right and left the sun rose with a horizon covered with clouds a prognostic in these seas of bad weather which failed not in this instance we had a dreadful sea the wind suffocating the waves of monstrous size dashing against the ship and the natural clash occasioned by the opposition of the wind and current made a terrible noise we constantly luffed up in the same direction but still advanced thirty-five leagues such indeed is the force of the current that however high the sea may run it never breaks with that surge noticed in other seas but each wave impelled variously and in adverse direction by the wind and current and with equal power by each rises in a pyramidal form and sinks with a crash on its base it may hence readily be conjectured how great the labor and fatigue to which the ship and its crew in these parts are exposed in order to form an opinion of the origin and effect of the famous current which carried us along we must reflect that this channel is the vast outlet of the waters of the gulfs of honduras and mexico and the more southern seas as well as of the accumulations these gulfs receive from the rivers amazon orinoco madalena mississippi and an infinity of others of inferior volume the waters of these seas and rivers confined by the barrier formed by the archipelago of the caribbee islands east and west rush forward to the channel of bahama the deepest of all no doubt formed by the different islands and thus find an exit into the north sea in a dead calm this current runs four knots an hour with a contrary wind four and a half the trident a spanish ship of war of sixty guns was on one occasion adversely carried from before the havana notwithstanding she had the wind abaft and all sails set as far as off the coast of carolina without being able to stem the flood the sea was so frightful during the night that we merely hoisted the mainsail the wind was east our direction north and according to my computation the current ran westerly this caused me to imagine that by drifting we should run towards the coast thrice did i feel an inclination to make the observation to the captain and as often was i prevented from the fear of passing for an importunate and ridiculous interferer it was not long however before i had to repent of my silly modesty for by two in the morning the captain or rather terror personified came to waken me he was in tears and in perfect despair what is the matter captain male somos perdite somos we are all lost how so what is the matter i fondo we have soundings in fact the plummet had been thrown and forty fathoms was the result the wind as well as the current bearing on shore paciencia paciencia said i i went on deck and now assuming more boldness and confidence i advised our steering southwest 
the captain the pilot and mate agreed with me in opinion we tacked and in less than two hours were out of the soundings tenth august the sun rose lowering with a sadly portentous sombreso of thick black clouds a number of gulls and other seabirds flew toward shore at the sight my birds picked at their food hastily and the song of my larks infallible basandras foreboded a perilous day and in fact squalls and hurricanes succeeded one the other with the greatest rapidity i was fearful we should not be able to take an observation but fortunately a gleam of sunshine allowed us to ascertain our latitude which was twenty-nine degrees thus as i told the captain would be found the case the vessel spite of opposite winds had by the mere force of the current drifted more than twenty leagues and carried us through the channel now was the time to steer for europe had we that course to take but we were bound for santo domingo where not only on my own account but also on account of my insects which had light only once in four and twenty hours i was so anxious to arrive eleventh august the violence of the wind gradually abated the sea was pretty calm the heavens serene but the currents had borne us forty-four leagues to the north-northeast the wind veered towards the south in such a manner as to premise we might be able to shape an eastward course after which we should only have to lessen our latitude in order to reach santa domingo where with the wind abaft we might arrive in a week we found ourselves this day in thirty-one degrees thirty minutes on parallel with charleston carolina at four in the afternoon caught a bird called by the spaniards tinofa the laris of linay twelfth august calms prevailed till evening the little wind occasionally breathed was from the southwest we steered southeast by east at three the wind freshened in the same quarter and we directed our course southeast thirteenth and fourteenth august the wind gradually increased on the thirteenth so as to allow our making four knots an hour on the fourteenth at noon we were becalmed but a gentle gale sprang up at four our latitude this last day was thirty-one degrees six minutes the whole of the fourteenth we spread all our canvas to catch the little wind that blew our sailors again caught a tiburo their avidity for this wretched fish characterizes at once their laziness and want of taste being easy to catch they prefer it to the dorado a fish exquisitely delicate but which would have required more pains to take they devoured the whole of it in one day notwithstanding it weighed upwards of thirty pounds fifteenth august a light wind from the southwest advanced us two or three leagues in course of the night but was succeeded the whole of the following day by a dead calm a cruel calm which threatened the frustration of all my toilsome tedious labors four more of my nopals i found this day had perished one of them with three young leaves and an ample progeny of young cochineal what on this as on similar occasions surprised me greatly 
my misfortunes proceeded constantly from the plants too weak to resist the injuries of the sea air and their confinement and not from the insects as i the most expected but which proved to be extremely patient and astonishingly hardy not one of them died i had therefore considerable reason for self-congratulation on having collected three other species of cacti at campeche all of which afforded nourishment to the cochineal though more sparingly and with less advantage than the nopal at sunset the wind constantly feeble after veering from the southwest to the southeast sank into a calm sixteenth august the wind still southeast after luffing some time we steered nearly southwest advancing about half a league an hour at eleven at night the wind freshened seventeenth august saw to leeward a frigate and another armed vessel in company with four ships under colors with red and white stripes and a number of goletas we hoisted a red flag with a burgundy cross and fired a gun they made sail for us and the frigate mounting thirty guns and commanded by captain cherry from new york placed us between him and his galley in which were eight men with four cannonades ready leveled and with matches lighted she hailed us in english we were able to answer in spanish only she then sailed round our stern to our starboard side the frigate put out her boat with an officer and six men on board but the officer understanding no other than the english language could but give us the longitude which was seventy-five degrees seventeen minutes west of paris we showed him our passports from vera cruz and our register and after signifying that we came from that port we presented him some provisions such as potatoes bananas and calalon with which he left us perfectly satisfied what however is singular enough we omitted to inquire the name of the commander of this small squadron and which party it espoused that of the english or the rebels we were however led to conclude that it was the former from his telling us his vessel formerly the boston was now called the daphne the four vessels under escort all of them mounted royals the first i had ever seen we continued our course northeast the full moon on rising brought us wind with showers and i constantly found that every change of the moon was accompanied by similar variations eighteenth august the last observation was more clearly verified this day at three in the morning we had a brisk wind and rain and successive showers coming from every point of the compass the whole of the morning we were crossed by contrary winds and obliged to tack every instant at noon the wind increased blowing first from the south and afterwards from the southwest a gloomy sky now threatened a storm the wind still increased and some rain fell we deemed it right to lower our staysail and reef the mainsail but we lost much precious time by our vain alarm for the storm blew over and the night was fine from noon we had advanced about a league and a half an hour and caught a fish the gasteros terros of Linay. nineteenth august a cursed calm from three in the morning till nine 
at this hour and till the next day we had wind from the south and steered northeast by east advancing but three knots an hour a colony of small migratory fish followed us on the right and left of our rudder consisting of perch gasteros terus and pilot fish these shoals of inhabitants from a different hemisphere which are occasionally seen in different seas resemble so many wandering colonies seeking an asylum do they encounter a ship to them it seems a rock a bank an island a shore they constantly find food in its vicinage and exertion in swimming unnecessarily borne as they are in its wake at length the vessel arrives and the colonies shift to their quarters twentieth august the wind blowing northeast by east we steered southwest by west it afterwards veered to the south wavering we made scarcely three knots an hour this slow sailing is little less vexatious than a calm but more advantageous we had to-day no rain the pilot reckoned us in the longitude of the point of mezzi in latitude thirty three degrees twenty one minutes so that we were yet two hundred and fifty leagues at least from our destination the land we sought for thus seeming to fly before us indeed it appeared to me that the captain and pilot had acted very wrong in suffering us to be carried by the current from the bahama channel to so high a latitude as thirty-three degrees i make no doubt that the elevation of our latitude above what we need to have made it was the cause of our being subject to all the calms and contrary winds we had experienced as if we had avoided the current in latitude twenty-eight degrees we should have been secure of the trade winds much earlier and at any rate if we had coasted by the lucayos should have been certain of land breezes the captain in answer to my observation pretended that on the day we were in latitude twenty-eight degrees the wind was unfavorable to our making eastward but this lame excuse was contradicted by my journal the wind on that day was east and by steering south the composite action of the east wind and the current which ran to the north would assuredly have borne us in a southeast direction this day i had to regret the loss of other nopals and i felt it the more bitterly from the circumstance of the impossibility of fixing the insects attached to the dead plants on any other as will appear in the appendix wherein i treat of the cochineal insect i was perfectly in despair and almost gave up the hope of being able to transport my little colony in health and safety to santa domingo the cause of which i could only attribute to the length of our voyage and the want of friends which had prevented my making more favorable arrangements end of section twenty one